Welcome to Intergenerational Wisdom, a show that aims to bridge the gap between young and older through storytelling. Intergenerational Wisdom is a show that highlights the wisdom and knowledge of those in the community who have experiences on the areas where you are seeking inside scoop. This show uses an intergenerational scope where stories will overlap from organizers, citizens, community members, siblings, and family members. On today's episode, you will get to hear Mickey's story on her encounters with the homeless community here in Ottawa, Ontario, Canada. Mickey came to Canada in the fall of 2014 from Thailand. She shares her story of how CHUO gave her a chance and gave her the opportunity to develop new skills and find herself in a foreign part of the world. While traveling to and from work, Mickey would frequently encounter homeless folks because the station is based in the downtown core. Through her story, she shares how her level of curiosity has helped her change her perception on the homeless community. She also uses other stories from her time back home to add to the overall story. In terms of the homelessness, I actually encounter with them all year long. I have to take the bus back to my apartment in Gatineau side all the time at the Rideau Center. And most of the time, I always meet, uh, I confront uh, with many different um, homeless people. And most of them came from the same shelter that is on the Cumberland, if not it's on the the street that close to that's go to the Rideau Street, yeah. And what make me feel so bad is that there's so many younger age right now that turn to be a homeless. And what I see people look at the homeless is that some of them they was like, okay, don't don't give them a change, just like you know, ignore them, leave them alone, but. Or some people said, oh, if I were you, I wouldn't, I wouldn't give any money because like they're going to use for drugs, they're going to use for beers, they're going to use for bad things and that make the town look bad. And I also um, joined in the project during my master communication strategy to help the organization to cope with how to communicate with people, how to change their perception about the homelessness for a year. So this organization is Nonprofit Alliance to End Homelessness Ottawa. And it's a part of my courses. To me, I don't feel that that's a class. To me, I feel that actually it's the thing that I can help the society. During the time I do my thesis, I had to wait for the bus during the nighttime. And at the Rideau Center, it's really scary because most of the homeless are male. And some of them are fighting outside, which is scary. But what I see behind those scary type of, you know, appearance or stinginess, I saw something else. I feel like, oh, if we don't just let this to be only for the police to take care of them or only the organization take care of them, why don't we help each other? You know, like community help each other to help the homeless people to get back into their life. To me, I feel like to give is better than to get. I've graduated from a Catholic school, right? Even though I'm Buddhist, but I feel like every life is important. And my school always teach me how to serve them. It means that we are ready to serve. But in this case, it doesn't mean that I'm ready to serve everybody. But it means that have you done anything good for others? That is the way we said, okay, did we give something good for the world? 
And if you do something good for the world, that can make you happy. It's like ultimate happiness. The first time I arrived in Ottawa, I stayed with the host family and I had to move to many houses. So after the contract in, I moved to the house at the church. And during that time, I have learned a lot about community and how people, they actually give to each other and they're helping each other. And they're also helping me and I also help them back. And we are kind of like hand in hand to help each other. And once I moved to my apartment, I started to stay alone like last year and the year before. So about two years already I stay alone. I feel like I'm worthless. Like I have to do something for the society. I feel like they give me so many things. I learned a lot from the church where I used to live in the house. I feel like if I don't give to the community, I just cannot sleep to a girl that from Nova Scotia. Now she become a homeless because of her boyfriend. Her boyfriend like give her a drug for any money to go back home and she don't want to. Me and to help her. Even though both of us, we are not rich, but we try to help because we feel like if we can give people a chance to become better and see more value in themselves, that is called true happiness of both of us. And also I feel like it's the same as CSO that gave me the opportunity to be here to serve the community. I was volunteering in 2014 as a student. And then I got to do my master in 2020. And at that year, I'm not kidding, I applied 400 jobs. But none of them except CSO accept me. Because I'm an international student. And that is the problematic for me but CHO see my value and because I always help here sometimes I did a lot of station ID before too so that's how I said I'm gonna work for CHO because CHO give me an opportunity right now I'm coordinator experience and social media coordinator I feel like I actually lucky, okay? I'm lucky to be here and I got family support and I feel like but those people doesn't have anybody support them from that type of perception. After I know the story about my proofreader, the guy who worked with me and helping me to finish and graduate the degree. He always helped me to read my writing Help me improve my English and also French. I know the story about him because his younger brother is a friend of my family. He told me the actual story of that guy that he used to be a work middle class like everybody. He used to work at the Helix Packard and one day he got relationship breakdown. So he turned himself to be like people who don't care anything become like he spent all the money on alcohol and stuff until he doesn't have any money to pay the rent or any money to pay for his own food so he decided to walk from montreal to ottawa and end up with the side of the street so my father's friend he saw his brother like that he feel like oh this is not right 
So he get him back to his house to take care of him and don't get him out to you know just to beg money for others. And and right now he stay in the retirement home, so he living in a better condition. That is what I saw him right now. I came to Canada on twenty seven September two thousand fourteen. At that time is the end of the summer, and it's three days before the snow comes. And I came with a huge luggage without coat, without boots. I have only jeans and like light shirt because like I feel like oh it's gonna be still summer, so like there will be no snow at that time. And and I don't expect that snow in Canada is going to be like in Korea or in Japan. That's like only zero degrees and like not much snow. But what I'm think is all wrong because I got a jet lag for four day three nights. So I slept through there, and when I woke up, I look outside. Everything was white. It looked like, oh, where am I? I was confused. Like I woke up and I walk outside and I asked my host mother, where am I? And they were like, you're in Canada. Was it really? Where's my mom? Where's my dad? I'm kind of like lost. My life during that time, I feel okay. It's just okay that you feel like you have family, but. It's different, you know, because like the family that I live with, they are kind of couch potato, so they don't really go out. They don't really sociable with other people in the community, and the neighborhood is kind of like isolate from each other. So if something happen, nobody know what's gonna happen to you, and that actually reflect me. Okay, the more you rich, the more you feel isolate because like the more you have money. The more the social structure change, and people start to be more individual, they don't even care for each other. But like, if you compare with my origin country, Thailand, we living in the communal society. Right now, it start to change to individual. I grew up in communal society. It's really good, actually, because you know everybody. You know your neighbors. You don't have to buy everything. For example, if your roof got blow by the wind, your neighbors gonna come help you fix it. And if you don't have hammer, go ask them. You can like ask for help anytime. I remember one time when I was young, there was a thief that tried to came in my room, and my mom was out from the house. And nobody's home, and she told my neighbors to look after me. So they spot that thief. Okay, so they came to help me. So it's kind of like you know you even like help each other. That how that I live at that time at the back of the wall of the village that I live is a slum. It's a like bad area, which is normal for us. In the third world country, but right now there's no Muslim. That's the way I learned how to grow up, and why I love to stay in the communal society rather than individual. I have a lot of good memories with my neighbors. Sometime, like since that thief came to my house, they never let me stay home alone. I'm gonna be like rotating to each house. And I got a chance to make more friends with my neighbor's son and daughter, which is cool because like we got to hang out with each other, and I have a lot of friends at that time. 
and that made me happy. And we feel like, oh, okay, let's do this today. Like we can like go run in the park, something like that together. For example, every Saturday we go out for camping. Sometimes I go with my neighbor's house, and every morning, sometimes the daughter of my tree next house has to go to same school as me. So the mother's gonna drive me to school instead of my mom drive me to school. And on the way back, my mom gonna drive me and my neighbor's daughter back to house, which is cool. It's kind of like we take turn, we help each other hand in hand. I have a leaf like on this during the time I I'm in Canada, and I was like, yeah, I'm right now. I feel like I'm in the house that I just moved, but because of the time. And how third world country people we react to each other is different from people here in Canada. Like you can say that people say hi when you walk outside here. You know they just say hi, but they didn't think about anything. But like in Thailand, it's different. If they come to help you, they actually assist you. They really friendly. And I remember one time I used to date a guy. He's from Burma. He said one thing to me during the time that Burma got a big flood in his country, and he told me that oh I got some knife cut me like on my finger just cut like a little cut, and I was like oh what's going on there, and he was like he tried to cut the rope but like the knife is too sharp so he got cut a bit, and I was like okay just be careful, and I said why don't you get some other people to come help you, and he was like. You know what? I went to help people in the area that the soldier or military cannot go help people because they choose to help people who rich and middle class first before the poor people. So that's why when he went out to help with his air force base to go help people in the poor area, because he's like training for year, you know, they get you to do something in the far away land. So he said that if we don't help each other, and who the heck gonna come help us? That quote actually made me feel like, yeah, I want to live my life worthily. That's why I decided to help others. That's a good thing that he teach me, you know. Mickey's story is important because it highlights the importance of investing in one another, regardless of our perceptions. Her story also highlights her journey and growth with respect to her perspective, not only on homelessness but life in general. She also does a phenomenal job of looking within by asking what it all meant to her. Amongst her various other titles, today she is working as a contributor coordinator at CHUO 89.1 FM here in Ottawa, Ontario. Do you have a story you want to share about a time where you did something cool? Feel free to reach out to Khalid Ege via email at Khalid. Ege97 at gmail.com, spelled K H A L I D E G E H 97 at gmail.com, or on Instagram at Khalid underscore Ege. I also encourage you to reach out if you have any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, or even if you feel like something that was said resonated with you. A very special thank you to CHUO 89.1 FM for supporting this initiative from the beginning to today. Support independent community radio today at www.patreon.com backslash CHUO 891 FM.